Every week, a lot happens in Parliament. Debates rage, bills are discussed, and laws are introduced. So it's easy to feel like you don't quite know what's going on in the chamber. So we're lifting the lid and telling you exactly what happened this week in Parliament. This week, we saw action in the House of Commons on the Pfizer vaccine, a Westminster Hall debate on NHS parking charges, and a gift from the Scottish Government. In the first item today, we look at the groundbreaking news that the Pfizer vaccine has been approved for use in the UK. This has been a huge win for science, and maybe the first step on the path back to normality. However, as this is the first vaccine in the UK to a regulatory approval, the Secretary of State for Health and Social Care had to make a statement to the House of Commons to explain what the vaccine means for our approach to the coronavirus, who will receive the vaccine and when, and answer any other questions for MPs. Obviously, this started with Hancock explaining the situation to the House. I called the Secretary of State for Health, Right Honourable Matt Hancock, to make his statement. Thank you very much, Mr Speaker. Today marks a new chapter in our fight against this virus. Ever since the pandemic hit our shores almost a year ago, we have known that a vaccine would be critical to set us free. Thanks to the incredible work of the Vaccines Task Force, the Business Secretary and Kate Bingham, we've already amassed a huge portfolio of different vaccine candidates. We've backed seven vaccines and ordered 357 million doses on behalf of the whole UK. Today, I'm delighted to inform the House that the MHRA has issued the clinical authorisation of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. And now our task is to make use of the fruits of this scientific endeavour to save lives. Mr Speaker, we've spent months preparing for this day so that as soon as we got the green light, we would be ready to go. And we have 40 million doses pre-ordered for delivery over the coming months, enough for 20 million people because two jabs are required for each. This morning, the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation has published its advice, setting out the order of priority according to that clinical need. And this includes the care home residents and their carers, the over 80s, the frontline health and social care workers, and we will deliver according to clinical prioritisation and operational necessity. The Shadow Health and Social Care Secretary then stood up and did something very rare in British politics at the moment, agreed with Matt Hancock. He also made some, well, quite out there requests. Shadow Secretary of this is indeed fantastic news about the Pfizer vaccine. And I want to join with the Secretary of State in congratulating all who have been involved. We have rightly clapped carers throughout this crisis, Mr Speaker. I wonder if we should, as a nation, come together and applaud our scientists as well one evening. Uh, and it is also incumbent upon all of us across this House to reinforce the case that vaccination saves lives. And if it helps... I will stand alongside uh, the Secretary of State, socially distanced of course, on any platform to show that we are united cross-party in promoting vaccination. Yeah. Now Mr Speaker, our constituents will have legitimate questions and they shouldn't be ridiculed for asking uh, legitimate questions. So will he launch a large-scale public information campaign to answer questions and encourage uptake? Will he consider sending a pamphlet perhaps to every household? So to recap, Ashworth asked three questions. Well, he actually asked a lot more, but these are the ones we've included. Firstly, will Hancock join him in a TV studio and stand side by side to promote the vaccine? 
Secondly, can we as a nation clap for the scientists who've made this vaccine possible? And thirdly, can we send leaflets to every household to promote the vaccine? This is what Hancock replied with. Secretary of State. Thank you very much, uh, Mr Speaker. Mr Speaker, if I may, the, uh, the Honourable Gentleman uh, has um, worked uh, supportively and constructively with the government throughout this uh, pandemic, and I pay tribute to the approach that he's taken and that he took again uh, today. Uh, I stand with him in saying vaccinations save lives. Uh, and if we can, uh, together, encourage anybody uh, to, um, to take a, a, a vaccine who may be hesitant uh, by uh, appearing together and being uh, vaccinated together, uh, then of course I'd be, uh, I'd be, I'd be happy, I'd be happy uh, to do that. I, I, uh, I recommend, uh, Mr Speaker, that we have a... Um, uh, uh, that we have a professional vaccinating us, of course. Um, uh, I don't think I don't think he'd trust me to do that. Um, the, um, uh, he asked for a public information campaign, uh, and there will, of course, be a public information campaign. So Hancock answered two of those questions. The one about them being vaccinated on TV, although he did clarify they wouldn't be vaccinating each other, and the one about the public information campaign. He didn't respond to the question about clapping scientists. Nonetheless, this whole exchange was a refreshingly bipartisan discussion and was very amicable among these political rivals. If you want to find out more about the vaccine and whether it's truly safe, then you can check out the video on the TLDR UK channel right now. It's linked down below. In the second item today, we take a look at a Westminster Hall debate. Like all Westminster Hall debates, this particular debate didn't carry with it a specific vote. MPs simply debate topics that are close to their hearts and try and convince other MPs to back their cause. On Tuesday, this particular issue was about free parking at hospitals for NHS staff. In proposing the debate, Labour MP Zara Sultana makes clear that although the government has promised to make parking free for NHS staff, this isn't actually what happened. In the spring, in response to the public outpouring of support for the NHS, the government announced that parking would be made free for staff during the pandemic. It said, and I quote, NHS staff should be able to carry out their vital work without worrying about paying for car parking. It further said that it would provide, and again, I quote, the financial backing NHS trusts need to make this a reality. This was, of course, welcomed by NHS staff across the country. So far, so good. The pledge has been regularly repeated by the government ever since. In July, the Prime Minister told the House of Commons um, on the 8th of July that, and again I quote, hospital car parks are free for NHS staff for this pandemic. Last month, the Health Secretary again repeated this, telling Good Morning Britain viewers that we don't have parking charges in English hospitals and we're not going to for the course of the pandemic. This all sounds well and good. The only problem is, well, it's not true. And it hasn't been true for many months. Because as far back as June, parking charges were reintroduced for NHS staff at University Hospital Coventry in Warwickshire. Ever since, they've been made to pay for parking. Similar things have happened at NHS trusts across the country. Sultana continued by giving an example of a member of the NHS who received a parking fine following them finishing their shift. At another hospital, a student nurse has spoken out about how demoralising it felt after getting a parking fine after she worked a 13-hour shift. Another tells me, in her words, staff give and give and give and get nothing in return, not even a free place to park our car. 
while another describes how, and again I quote, he is incensed that we are expected to pay to park in the middle of a global pandemic. The minister was then called to speak. Although he starts by praising the NHS generally, he proceeds to discuss specifically this issue of NHS parking charges. She said that in the face of this pandemic, as well as thanking them, we have also taken practical steps as a country and as a government to further support our NHS workers. One of these has been funding the provision of free parking for NHS staff at work during the pandemic since the spring as she set out. Now, as the Honourable Lady will be aware, parking is something determined at trust level. And while I appreciate she's critical of trust decisions in this space, and that, of course, is her right, I would also, in acknowledging that, also express gratitude to the trust who did, following the clear statement by the government, provide free parking. So, for those of you who didn't follow, what the minister's saying is that the government told NHS trusts, the organisations who run the hospitals, to provide free parking. Some of them, though, didn't follow this. In effect, he's saying that it's not the government's fault and that it's out of their hands. It is possible, of course, for the government to go further, forcing the hands of NHS trusts to make parking free. But the government hasn't done this just yet. In our third story of the week, we're actually doing the unthinkable and not covering a story that's come from Parliament. But as this story comes from a virtual SNP conference, which was held this week, we think it's close enough to justify delving into. First Minister Nicola Sturgeon announced that her government would be handing a financial thank you gift to all health and social care employees in Scotland. This is what she had to say. So I can announce today that on behalf of us all, the Scottish Government will give every full-time NHS and adult social care worker £500 as a one-off thank you payment for their extraordinary service in this toughest of years. Those who work part-time will get a proportionate share. The money will be paid in this financial year and it will be separate from any negotiations about pay for the longer term. There are no strings attached. Now, of course, a payment like this can never, ever come close to expressing our full admiration for those who have cared for us so heroically. But to our health and care workers, it is a demonstration of what we collectively owe you. And it is a heartfelt thank you for the sacrifices you have made. This is set to cost the administration about £180 million and can be seen as quite a generous gift from the state to pay tribute for all of the hard work and sacrifices of frontline workers over the pandemic. However, as always in politics, it's not come without some controversy. One of these is that Sturgeon asked the Westminster government to make it a tax-free payment, to which the Treasury basically said, um, no. It's well within the power of the Scottish Government to make it a tax-free gift. A second issue is that some don't see a need for higher paid staff such as consultants to receive the gift. One such doctor, speaking to BBC Radio Scotland, called it an inappropriate use of money and wanted it to be targeted at those who are struggling most, such as low-paid social care staff. It was a nice idea from the SNP, but it was never going to be simple. If you want to be updated with what happens in Parliament next week, then be sure to subscribe to the channel. Or if you prefer, you can listen to the weekly update by subscribing to the Daily Briefing podcast feed, where you'll also find a daily summary of the week's news events, and every Saturday, This Week in Parliament.